0: Welcome to episode 44 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So let's run the random number generator. (laughs) The Random Number generator has returned a list of the top 12 uses for garlic, and it says that you won't believe what number 5 is. Let's take a look. Yeah, I definitely don't believe number 5. The random number generator has also returned the coordinates of 8 hours, 7 minutes, 14.7 seconds right ascension, and negative 66 degrees, 18 minutes, 49 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an object in the constellation Volans. So you've probably never heard of this constellation, and neither have I. This is a constellation located very far south, So it's really difficult to see unless you are in the Southern Hemisphere. This is one of a dozen constellations made up in the late 16th century when Europeans first started mapping the southernmost part of the sky, and it's supposed to depict a flying fish. The outline actually does vaguely look like a flying fish, although all of the stars are so faint that the constellation would seem like a relatively indistinct area of the night sky. In any case, the object for this episode is WD-0806-661B. This is an object that was identified as a brown dwarf when it was discovered in orbit around a white dwarf. The white dwarf is named WD-0806-661. The brown dwarf was given the same name but with a B added to the end to indicate that it was the second brightest object in the star system. Brown dwarfs are basically objects made of gas that are larger than planets but smaller than stars, and not massive enough to trigger the fusion of hydrogen into helium in their cores. They can be thought of as failed stars in a way. Consequently, they generally look cooler than normal stars. They don't radiate much light in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum, but they do radiate infrared light, so astronomers search for brown dwarfs using infrared telescopes. WD-806-661b was discovered in 2011 by Kevin Luhmann, Adam Burgasser, and John Bochansky in an analysis of archived infrared images from the Spitzer Space Telescope, or in other words, the leftovers from other people's research. The object is separated from the White Dwarf by a distance of about 2500 astronomical units, or AU, where 1 AU is equivalent to the distance from the Earth to the Sun, and 30 AU is equivalent to the distance from the Sun to Neptune. This means that WD 0806-661b is really far away from the star that it's orbiting. Both objects are located about 62.7 light-years, or 19.2 parsecs, away from Earth finding a brown dwarf, by itself, is usually rather impressive. Theories from the 1960s had proposed that brown dwarfs exist, but they were not found until the 1990s, and they're still rather challenging to find. However, WD-0806-661B is not an ordinary brown dwarf, which is rather strange to say given how unusual brown dwarfs are in the first place. First of all, this object is really, really cool, in terms of temperature, and not just in terms of being interesting. A lot of brown dwarfs still radiate heat that was trapped inside them when they initially formed interstellar gas clouds, so they may still have surface temperatures of hundreds of degrees Celsius up to even 1 or 2,000 degrees Celsius. WD0806-661b has a surface temperature of about 20 to 30 degrees Celsius which is about room temperature. If it wasn't a giant ball of hydrogen gas, it might actually be a nice place to visit. So the people who discovered this object were really excited to find such a cool brown dwarf, and this is what they highlighted in the first science paper about WD 0806-661B. It is potentially the coolest brown dwarf ever found. However, This actually skips over one other interesting aspect of this object, and that is its mass. It's only seven times more massive than Jupiter. This is so low that it may be more appropriate to actually think of WD0806-661b as an exoplanet. One definition that a lot of people like to use to separate planets from brown dwarfs is whether the objects are large enough to trigger the fusion of deuterium atoms with normal hydrogen atoms into helium atoms in their cores. This is a little different from the standard fusion processes within normal stars, which involve combining individual hydrogen atoms that contain no neutrons. Deuterium atoms are hydrogen atoms that have single neutrons and which are much rarer than standard hydrogen atoms, so the fusion processes don't generate that much energy in brown dwarfs. These deuterium fusion processes can only take place in objects that are about 13 times the mass of Jupiter or larger, although the exact number depends on the specific situation. WD0806-661b is below this threshold, which means that it may not qualify as a brown dwarf. Because it's smaller than the brown dwarf, and because it orbits a star, WD0806-661b should probably be considered an exoplanet instead. Not only that, but this is an exoplanet that was directly imaged with a telescope, which is incredibly difficult to do. Most exoplanets are found by looking at how stars jiggle around slightly as planets orbit these stars and exert gravitational forces on them, or how stars drop in brightness slightly when planets pass in front of them. Directly imaging an exoplanet is exceptionally difficult and exceptionally rare. One recent paper described how less than 50 exoplanets have been found this way. However, the people who found WD-0806-661B decided to call it a very cool, very low-mass brown dwarf instead. Which, while very interesting, still isn't quite as exciting as directly imaging an exoplanet. I'm not sure why these people were so reluctant to call it an exoplanet, Maybe they just wanted to be a little conservative about their discovery in case they miscalculated something, or maybe they weren't certain whether this was small enough to call it a planet, or maybe the excitement would have been too much for them. I definitely think that this discovery was really undersold. So that's my summary of WD-0806-661b, and the location on the Earth's surface that corresponds to the position of this object in the sky is an area of ocean just offshore from the Blair Glacier in Wilkesland, Antarctica. Given that WD-0806-661b is at about room temperature, it would have been more interesting if the corresponding Earth location was at temperate latitudes instead. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.